0: hello and welcome to makers.marketing we'll get into why i'm saying that in the future uh episode number 80 i am calling you from
1: the catskill mountains
0: in upstate new york it's beautiful here chris where are you calling me from and how's it going
1: i am calling from my normal office <laughs> uh but i was just uh on a vacation in tennessee uh, my my wife's aunt and uncle own a uh, house that has a dock with a boat and we go there every year and it's very nice and we do boat things and um, yeah, so I've been doing that for a week and that's felt very good.
0: I love it. What sorts of boat things do you do? Do you water ski? Do you jet ski? Uh,
1: No, I don't want to break my, my ankle. Uh, (laughs) uh, We do jet ski. They do have a jet ski. So yeah, I am the designator uh, designated, take the kid person. (laughs) So I take the kids out on the jet ski And, uh, then we swim off the dock and we go for, we go, there's uh, like some cool restaurants that you can, uh, park with your boat I and get out and like, yeah, eat out and eat on the dock and stuff. Um, so we did that and then there's fireworks too. So we did that.
0: That sounds delightful. I'm also near a lake right now, uh, with my family and we set off fireworks and it was really cool. I I went to a fireworks store for the first time in my life. And you can buy like actual fireworks. Like you can buy ones that go really oh, yeah. high, like yep. huge, <laughs> huge fireworks and it's really cool. I also yep. De- got depending s- on your state,
1: but yeah. Yes.
0: Uh and I was on private property the whole time and uh didn't break any laws. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure of that. Um and there was a thing we did where uh you can take a sparkler streamer thing, which are really cheap, it's like a dollar fifty per thing or something. And I attached it upside down to my drone and then flew my drone really high and it's sort of this (laughs) dicey thing because you have to light it while the (laughs) drone is like blowing down so it's really hard to light it but then once it's lit you're like go 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 and then you shoot the drone up really high Uh, but then it looks like much more expensive fireworks than it actually is because it's designed just to be on the ground and shoot things off but if it's in the sky and it's shooting down uh, and then it explodes it's it's, most of the work I think in fireworks is like getting it up there so if you're already doing that then it's much cooler Uh, I was going to mention also on lake things go ahead I was going to say that sounds dangerous but exciting. For sure. <laughs>
1: Which <laughs>
0: what, what is July 4th if not doing dangerous <laughs> but exciting things? I guess uh, man that video that's been popular on Twitter of the uh the small the firework that shot up, you know, it lit all of the fireworks. That is yeah, nuts. That's nice. Right. I've watched yep. that like 30 times it just, it just keeps getting more interesting. You can follow yeah, each no. individual individual person. They've all got a little story of what yeah. they did during the crisis. It's very entertaining.
1: Yeah, no, we uh we we launched some fireworks, and we kept the rest safely away behind a bush, and uh, the kids were even further away, so we did it, I think, as safely as you could do it.
0: Yeah, in yeah. that video, they had a baby, like, the baby was going to I know. Close <laughs> people to where they were intentionally setting off the fireworks, yeah, nuts. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, for Lake Things, <laughs> are you are you familiar with what an electric hydrofoil is?
1: Uh, I know what a hydrofoil is. Uh, I didn't know that they made electric ones. That's they cool. do,
0: and I want one so bad, but they're like $12,000. I'm oh, trying to find a cow. place where I can just rent them, but uh, it's like a floating surfboard that you don't yeah. have a boat. It's just, it's just you on this board flying around the lake. Uh, I saw one for the first time in Austin. Um, I really want to rent one, but I don't know where to do that uh, from. All
1: right, cool. Uh, work-wise, what
0: did you get up to this last week?
1: Um, I... Uh, didn't do that much because i was on vacation but i did uh resubmit my app uh for the second time to slack to the slack app store uh there were a couple things that i i thought i did and then didn't quite do so i did those that they didn't take very long at all did that um and then on Kaggle competitions side i joined a team for the gps competition and we are now in sixth place with right. 22 days to go so that's pretty good um we'll six would if be
0: can... that would be gold right yep that's gold yeah
1: top 10 top 10 is gold and then if they if you go above like a thousand people then they start adding places it's basically top 1 is gold okay um so yeah currently in gold but we were also in gold for the last one and (laughs) we dropped so who knows um and then there's two other competitions that i sort of joined last minute they end one ends today and one ends in a week Mm -hmm. um i'm currently in bronze and silver for those um uh just because i thought they were interesting and i tried them but i didn't have enough time to you know dedicate a whole bunch of time mm-hmm. but i've been doing those one is really interesting we talked about this it's the reinforcement learning one um and uh uh so i'm currently silver for that one We're right on the border between silver and bronze um because it's neat so that's mm. why i'm doing that one
0: remind me what the reinforcement learning one was
1: oh yeah this is the one called core which is like this is the one that you call uh uh, uh starcraft but 2d and yes simple. that's right. Yeah, it's the okay. game. Yeah, so you have little ships, and your computer has to send out little... Your program has to send out little ships to collect this kind of jewel called core, and then you can attack other ships, and then you can make other shipyards. So it's kind of a simplified StarCraft. Cool.
0: Got it. And the GPS one on the team being in sixth place, that sounds really good. GPS, I think, is something that you have an advantage on. That's something you've spent a lot of time on, and I think you understand the problem really well. And you need two or three more
1: golds to get Grandmaster? I still only need 3 <laughs> still 3 okay <laughs> yeah cuz i didn't get that other one which i was really hoping to get yeah, and we were yeah. close on but we just couldn't couldn't pull it out yeah you're you're enjoying the process of getting these though you, you use just... <laughs> i like the competitions yeah, yeah. i do uh, yeah they're they're fun so i'll i'll get it eventually i mean yeah i i'm doing well enough that at some point a, a lot of it's luck too like you you can't control what other teams do you can't control exactly how the test set splits but so if you just do enough of them you know i'm doing well enough on enough of them that i will eventually get there yeah got it cool
0: Um, and then you'll have it and then like it'll be no big deal and it's nice to appreciate where you are now and uh, this is arguably the most interesting place to be in this Kaggle journey and uh, I'm excitedly following the progress it's really cool it's nice to have a goal that's straightforward that you just like keep doing competitions and (laughs) objectively (laughs) measured and uh, uh, don't like you know, I think we, we come back to this theme frequently of don't presume that once you've gotten the thing, then you'll finally be happy. Like, you'll still be you, and it, learning to appreciate the position where you are right now is the key to maximizing happiness for your whole life. So, like, yes, continue to strive for more and better things, but at the same time, the place where you are right now is really cool, and uh, a lot of things to be appreciated of uh, working towards Grandmaster status. So uh, That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I know as soon as i get it i'll want something more you know I'll, for sure i want to du- double my gold count or whatever but uh <laughs> yeah i i just i also i mean i just really like the competitions. like the it's super neat like i you know where else can you learn about you know for force yourself to learn about like very detailed gps stuff or you mm-hmm. know reinforcement learning you know make a computer play a game stuff or like it's it's just really cool that you can dive so deeply into it. And, and like i feel like i understand these things way better now so it's like a crash course in all these different uh, domains so Love it. GPS in particular, it's
0: been so interesting learning about that secondhand from you. I had a vague conception of that it involved triangulation of satellites, but I feel like I've learned a lot more of the nitty gritty details of exactly how that's working and really, really cool stuff. Uh, I can see that being content in YouTube videos of like uh, how GPS works. I feel like there's not good content on that right now. Um, especially at the technical level that you're learning it at.
1: Yeah, it probably could be, um, the, the, audience size for that is probably pretty limited compared to like say javascript (laughs) videos or something um but yeah i I could do content about it sure yeah
0: i don't want to skim over something you said which is that you resubmitted the slack app and sounds like from so one of them we did while co-working i think it was just like you had to change an http uh status header uh to be an error number instead of a success number um sounds like and there were just two things like the, the most recent round they just said two things and they were tiny things and you, you resubmit it back uh, immediately also the the lead time on that was much shorter it was like a week i think from when you submitted to when you got the feedback
1: yeah resubmitting is a lot faster than submitting the first time yeah.
0: cool okay so sounds like probably their response back after those two tiny things is going to be here you go you've got a slack app in the slack app store i sure hope so all right yeah that's that's very exciting we've we've pushed it forward uh you got it uh have you thought about what you're gonna do after that i think i think the plan has been you're just gonna see how it does in the slack app store and like what the conversion rates are from that before you do anything else
1: yeah yeah i so i have a whole list of features and i have a whole list of marketing ideas we kind of talked about them and uh we're gonna talk more about marketing today um but uh so I could do those, but yeah, I really, so I've sort of shifted back into the AI mode from the, uh, Slack app mode. And so, yeah, I want to stay in the AI mode for as long as I'm like really interested in that. And then, yeah, just see how it does in the Slack app store. Um, and then get as much data as I can before I start, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do adding features or, or, marketing. Yeah. Okay.
0: That sounds reasonable. And I want to come back to this later because having done the marketing things that I've done this last week, I think I have a different perspective on that than I had. Uh, in in previous times we've had this conversation, so okay. uh, I I I want to circle back to this, and I'll make a note to to talk more about this. Um, cool. Let's dive into that then. I so <laughs> the last last we left off from the stuff I was doing, I was going to cold call forty people, and I had the whole plan of like my. <laughs> Personal assistant Rachel, who's fantastic. Uh, I asked her before I left, can you assemble a list of 20 people in each of these three different demographics? And she said, yes, of course, because you pay me to do things that you tell me to do. So that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, that's amazing. Uh, and then I got the list, 60 people, um, and I started calling them. And we did this during palms. And I think you said, like, you know, make this be the first palm of your day and just do a palm fit. So I just did a palm. And it was. One of the worst things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I I hated it. I hate I hated every yeah. part of it. <laughs> all right. I, I first of all, like, I'm calling people out of the blue unprompted, which I hate when people do that to me. <laughs> like, I hate phone calls. And like, these people have other things they're doing in their day and I'm I'm interrupting them in a time that's like really not convenient for them. Uh so most of the people most of the calls that I made, like, no one answered. Of the calls that I, I, I... think I talked to something like six people of, of the, the calls. That, and I didn't call the whole list of uh, uh, 60. I think I ended up calling maybe 20 of the numbers. And I ended up talking to something like six people. And every one of them were like, Who are you? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> File uploading? No, it's fine. We're like, Oh, we, we just do like whatever the, the company says to do. And I was just like, This is not... I'm just like randomly shooting in the dark. Like... <laughs> like do you happen to have this need at this time? And the whole time I was just thinking, like, this is such a waste of everyone's time and there's got to be a better way. Like, the, <laughs> I even if this person would be a perfect customer, like, they're clearly not a perfect customer right now. What are the chances that I'm going to hit someone right when they actually have the problem that I'm trying to, uh, to, to address of this, this file uploading problem? Um, and then even if the company needs this, what's the chance that I'm going to like get to the person who is able to make that decision, who actually cares about this problem, who's the problem solver. And doesn't it make so much more sense that like, if I'm just targeting people who are searching for this thing, or if I'm targeting them in some sort of a more intelligent way than just like, I'm calling a number that's in the business that some of my customers are in this sort of business. Uh, if I have any targeting less vague than that, like that would be such a better use of my time. So... I'm so glad I went through that exercise because that just got me in this mindset of like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Like (laughs) this cannot be what marketing is. Uh, And I was reminded of this book that's been on my reading list for probably the last seven years called traction. Uh, And there's two versions of traction. Uh, There's one by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Morris, which is the one I'm talking about. That's the one that you also have on your desk. And there's another one one that's about something else. It's about like, uh, uh, something to do with managing teams in companies or something I was telling Sarah about this and she was like oh Traction I, I read Traction a while ago and uh, here are my notes on it and I was like that doesn't sound anything like what I'm <laughs> reading <laughs> Is that a different version but it, it was a different uh, completely different yeah. book so this book has changed my perspective on marketing and I'm so happy I'm reading it now and I wish I'd read it seven years ago uh, but I'm happy I'm reading it now uh, I, I I have so much to talk to you about it uh, the, the methodology of it makes so much more sense. I think at its core, something that I've struggled with is like, I know that I'm supposed to be doing marketing. We both know marketing is you're supposed to be spending like half your time marketing and it's not supposed to be coding. But a difficulty I've had is like, I don't know what that means to do marketing. And this book t- tells you what it means. There's a method and there's 19 different marketing channels that you can try. Um the, the method in the book, they call it the bullseye method. You go through every single one of the 19 possible channels of all the different types of marketing that you could do. You come up with at least one practical idea that would actually help to move the move the needle forward with the stage that you are in your company right now for each of the 19 ideas. Then you triage those into like, okay, what are like the, the most promising three ideas from that? Then you do a one month, uh, less than a $1,000 experiment in all three at the same time. And then after that month, after you've been able to measure... Uh, what your customer acquisition cost is for each of the three channels and how many total available customers there are in those channels and have a rough idea of like what the type of customer is that you're getting from each of those channels. You pick one or if you didn't get any of the good ones of those three, you do the whole exercise from the beginning with the the new information that you have. Um, you pick one and you... Just focus on that one, and you hyper-optimize whatever that one channel is, and you keep doing that until that channel stops working, and then you do the whole exercise from scratch. So, uh, I guess we've circled back to, to <laughs> the, the <laughs> critique that I was going to give on uh, waiting for the like, Slack App Store stuff, which is like, following the traction method, I think I think the advice that Gabriel Weinberg, who, by the way, is the, the uh, founder of DuckDuckGo. Um, and then right. just Morris does something in the microcom space like he's he's been doing marketing uh, for these types of businesses um, I would I, I think they would advise you to pick two other channels to be experimenting with in parallel and then have a way to test have a way to like segment that traffic and figure out you know how well are each of these channels converting and then uh, from there uh, double down on, on one of those channels uh, I will pause there because I have so much more to say Um uh, but... <laughs> Uh, I'm pausing there
1: I don't what are your thoughts sure uh, so I think the cold calling exercise uh, performed exactly like I thought it might and is like a perfect like don't it's not a failure it's like it did exactly what it was supposed to do which is kind of kickstarted your marketing journey uh, told you one thing that you absolutely hate which is great um, so like yeah I, I think that's a win right um, you didn't like it and it and it caused you to, to go read this book um, so it's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool i <laughs> i
0: agree like something that i think i get stuck in so frequently is trying to pick the best move before just moving forward and not realizing like the mere act of moving oh i was i was talking to a friend about this the other day and uh they had a quote that was like uh you can't steer a parked car if I'm not constantly moving forward in some way, I know that marketing, I have this vague conception like I should be doing more marketing. If I'm not doing something moving forward, I think I could just be stuck in this place of just reading more books about it and just think about thinking about it and philosophizing about it indefinitely. And I'm really comfortable in that space uh, and i I should not do that. I should move forward because the mere act of moving forward, like I'm learning in the process of moving forward. Uh, I, I have more information. Uh, I'm, I'm filling out my map of what marketing is and then i can make better moves uh and and I can make better moves with this momentum behind me of like i'm i'm actually doing things and okay well you know maybe maybe this isn't the best idea but at least it's better than what i'm doing now uh so yeah that's that's a tactic that I'd, I'd like to do um in that spirit I'd like to go through this exercise with you in this book uh I've been going through the chapters i think i'm uh i'm only through five of the 19 different tracking channels that the book recommends and i think i have something like 12 ideas already in each of these five uh uh, um, across these five channels of marketing things that i could be doing uh and part of the method of the book is they recommend you ask a friend or mentor uh what their hot take is on these different channels uh and then that determines what the the top three are that you pick to focus on for a month for under a thousand dollars so are you ready for the first time we've done hot takes not with development ideas or things that i'm going to code but with marketing we're doing marketing chris excellent marketing
1: hot takes go marketing hot takes
0: okay the first channel is blogs and this Mm -hmm. book was written before uh, the idea of influencers was very popular i think it was written in uh, uh 2010 or something um so this sort of also encompasses uh, getting influencers to, to talk about your product. But uh, here's here's my basic idea of what I would do if I pursue this blogging channel. Um, I can find everyone on YouTube who has made a video talking about Dropbox file requests or Citrix share file or... Um, oh, what's the other big one? Uh, WeTransfer, uh, specifically like like YouTubers who are doing tutorial style videos of like, Hey, I found this thing and and it can solve this problem for you. Um, And I can reach out to them and be like, Hey, I'd like to give you a free license to the business plan of file inbox uh, so that you can uh, try it. (laughs) And by the way, here's an affiliate code. Uh, If you send people to this code, you get X percentage of revenue from that customer uh that's the first idea for the first channel in the traction channel of blogs what's your hot take on that idea
1: uh my hot take is is that doesn't sound like blogs (laughs) that sounds like affiliate marketing uh on youtube yeah um is that is that right like is affiliate if is affiliates like another let me let me look through the the traction chapters affiliates is another channel yes uh, yes yes that, and they, on-
0: they kind of say that you can sort of mix them, and I, I haven't gotten to the affiliates uh part yet so yeah. that and yes it's called blogs uh so that the the i'm sort of adapting this for youtube influencer type things uh that the core method that they recommend is reaching out to people who have blogged about it so like right i, I could also uh reach out to to people who have blogged about uh, we transfer and, and set your share file, and there 's even people that have blogged about File inbox uh, years ago that I could reach out to and be like hey I have, I have this new feature set or like i 'd like to give you a free license or something uh, but the 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 basic idea is like i 'm reaching out to people who are already producing content about this sort of thing and incentivizing them to do stuff about file inbox
1: yeah okay so so i I like that uh, general idea, but if, if you 're going to call it blogs, I would think more about. I mean, you could still think about YouTube, but if you think about blogs, like there's probably several like, you know, top 10 file transfer services, blogs, right? Um, and it's very common. Like, so the first thing I'll say is that they probably get, you know, 10 requests a month for uh, you should add my service to your top 10 list or whatever. So you'll probably get a very low response rate if you email them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to mix it with affiliate marketing, then I would maybe target th- like those feel like the lowest hanging fruit. The people who are already they, they are, they either already have long blog posts about file transfer services, or they have like top ten lists or top you know, twenty lists or whatever, and say, um, "Here's my service. Here are the reasons that is good, uh, and here's an affiliate code if you want to put it on your thing." Okay. Um, that seems like an easier lift than going to YouTube people um, because, hmm, well, okay, I guess my question before this is even how many like have you done a uh, like a canvas at all of how many people are blogging about this or how many youtubers there are doing something like something like this like i assume there are people but Mm -hmm. like it's probably not very big um which might be a good thing or a bad thing but yeah have you done any like sales safariing for bloggers or youtubers
0: very briefly um in um, in a very like uh, i made a note of a YouTube video in particular. That's like the first one I would reach out to. So, uh, this is a video from 2016, uh, by a channel that has 406 subscribers, uh, dot to tech, I think is his handle. And, uh, he made this one video about Dropbox file sharing. Um, and he has almost half a million subscribers so that this might be a difficult person to reach out to. Um, oh gosh, that, the audio just was really loud. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many there are. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe maybe I do like an extra little thing of research into each of these ideas before I uh, pick one to do. What what would I be what would I be looking for? Do, do I want to see that like there's at least 20?
1: Uh I mean, even if there's like two, if you can get both of them to talk about your thing, then that's right. good, right? Uh like even two is worth it. Um I guess I just want to better understand the landscape of people talking about it or, or YouTubing about file transfers. Hmm. Um, and so probably more likely what you'll find are not people focused on file transfers, but people focused on, you know, how to operate your sign printing business. And one of the aspects of that is file transfers. Um, okay, okay. That is... Yeah. 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 So you don't have, you don't have to find creators that are just talking about file transfers. Like if you find creators talking about sign printing or talking about, you know, how to run your small law office or Mm -hmm. whatever, um, then that those actually might be like higher value. Mm. (laughs) I was going to call them targets, which sounds bad, but (laughs) yes. Yeah. That's,
0: uh, the, the book traction talks about this as the bullseye framework, like, (laughs) and and they talk about targeting and like, it is very, uh, aggressive in the, in the, framing that it's using uh and i think that's sort of the the culture of sales and marketing is it's it's yeah. much more uh it's like hunting <laughs> like right. uh, yeah that that is interesting um okay cool um i'm not sure what the end goal of this is like has is that one wrapped
1: <laughs> up do we move uh, the I, would, I would also read the affiliate uh chapter first before doing anything with affiliates because yeah. my understanding is that it's fairly difficult actually to run a very good affiliate like marketing thing or like an affiliate program okay. um there are lots of little nuances and like like it's very easy to get bad affiliates and stuff like that um and so i would read that chapter before you do anything with affiliates okay that's fair okay
0: i guess doing this purely as a in the in the blog channel i don't have to do affiliates i could just say like hey here's this interesting thing and here's a free license to it and do with it what you want to do um this does seem a little fuzzier though um
1: the other thing you could do instead of affiliates that i've heard before works pretty well is um here's a license for you youtube creator or blog post person Mm -hmm. um and here is a license that you can give away to your readers and or listeners Hmm. so yeah um because then they have to promote it to their audience and because they have to introduce it and say, Hey, here's a thing. Um, you could also, this is getting totally off track, but so I've seen this happen in meetups too, more like technical meetups, but like I'm thinking about, uh, the local Python meetup, they have like a, a like a, a JetBrains license that they give away almost every week or mm-hmm. every month. And like, a, so, so they have companies that give them free licenses to give out to their people. Mm-hmm. And so all of their people hear about it. And one person happens to get the license, but everyone hears about it.
0: So, okay. Yeah. There, the the book mentioned doing that with um, reaching out to article writers. What do they? Mm-hmm. If you, what what's that person called? If you write articles for newspapers, not a oh. publicist.
1: A, a, a reporter. Reporter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Giving it, it to reporters. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, the, the other thing you could do is, um, and I think Jason Cohen recommends doing this, he says instead of like a free one free license, you can say here's a code for all of your listeners to get 33% off yeah, for a whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and that also would help with tracking. Uh, yeah. For figuring out for each of these channels, like what what is the, the conversion rate and how much am I getting back from these channels for how much I'm putting in. Okay, cool. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, okay, channel number two, publicity. Uh, this is more traditional publicity the next one is unconventional publicity which would be like a publicity stunt uh, uh the, the second idea of publicity is much more about just like uh, ha- telling interesting stories about your company and getting people to blog about it so i came up with uh two ideas for publicity style interesting articles that i could come up with um and then the idea is like you you have an interesting angle or an interesting story about your company and then you reach out to people who blog about similar things or who have talked about you in the past or who have talked about your competitors in the past and you say hey i have an exclusive story if you would like it uh here's the rough story uh let me know if you'd like an interview or something else uh and uh then you either they write about it or you can write about it and then you take that article and you can publish it on like hacker news and and Reddit and uh, boost it on social and and all these secondary things. So here, here are two potentially interesting articles of potentially interesting angles of things that I could write about that might be popular on the internet. Uh, the first is I could write about how switching from rails to Firebase is the best way to build apps in 2022. Oh, I should say also content that works well in this channel is divisive and makes people feel a strong emotion of like, either they agree or, or disagree with it. Um, so that feels pretty divisive to me. That seems like the sort of thing that would get a lot of people on Hacker News saying like, no, it's not. Rails is so much better. This guy doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking about. Uh, right. Which is good <laughs> because it just gets more people talking about it. Uh, and then, so that, that a qualm I have with this is like, I don't know that the type of person who would be reading that would is the type of person who is in my audience. I think that would okay. be more of like a technical developer thing. Uh, that, that's the first idea. What's your, what's your hot take on that?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, about the idea in general or about that specific idea that specific idea and also if you have another idea of publicity i would okay. take that um so so i'll talk about publicity in general first real quick which is um there's a great uh video put out by y combinator um about pr and how to get pr um this is not it doesn't this it, is more like traditional pr that they're talking about like reporters like how to get reporters talking about your thing mm-hmm. um but yeah th- that's a great video if you want reporters actual reporters to talk about your thing um for this this sounds more like how to write a blog post that gets like attention um yeah i agree that uh that blog post would not probably attract the type of people who would sign up for file inbox um but it it so if google recognizes that a bunch of people are clicking links to your thing from a place like hacker news then it will boost your seo ranking it will you know potentially then start showing up in search like it it wouldn't be nothing if you wrote a good article that then got a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't expect it to boost sales right away, I guess. Um, so that, I think, yeah, that's the trap there. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. That I, I really would like to get more sales now. And that does feel like more of a long Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's more of a long game that something they talk about in this book is like, um, you need to recognize the stage of growth that you're at right now. And, only do things that would move the needle for where you are right now. So in, in the beginning stage, I think they call it phase one, which I think that's where I'm at. You can do a lot more scrappy things, uh, like reaching out to individual bloggers and like uh, uh, <laughs> smaller experiments um, right. versus one of the problems that Gabriel Weinberg ran into when he was trying to grow DuckDuckGo was he, he continued to do things that worked when DuckDuckGo was at a smaller scale. Uh, things like search engine optimization that, that when people search for something like new blog engine uh, that they they found DocTechGo. And that was bringing in new customers, but it wasn't bringing them in at the rate that DuckTuckGo needed to be able to mm. grow quickly. So right. for them at that stage, something like a huge big article that ended up getting picked up by the New York Times or something uh, is the sort of thing that they needed to be able to move the needle. Um, so, okay, that, that might be That might be not what i need right now in this current stage um yeah
1: the the other thing is that that sounds like a good article to write to get developers to come but then like the secondary thing that you may want to direct them to like after they read that article like if you had a developer api for transferring files then that would be a really mm -hmm. great like secondary thing um having like the footer of that article for example but since you don't really have that uh, as far as i know um that it feels like it'd be wasted traffic
0: okay okay that makes sense um the second idea i have under publicity is writing about um, trying to tell a story around uh that like file inbox lets you send either much bigger files than anyone else does and so this is sort of a newsworthy thing or that file inbox lets you send encrypted files uh in this new way that is the most encrypted uh, files that like the most secure thing that you could do um i think of those two i don't know that i want people to be sending like huge files through this because i think the money is in like smaller files that that are like financial documents or something um but i also wouldn't want like (laughs) i i don't want people using this who are trying to send illegal files uh and we're excited about the, the encrypted part of it um yeah i think i'm just not finding a thing to sink my teeth into there uh what are are your thoughts on that
1: so i'm going to pretend like you do want people to send encrypted files (laughs) and because i have advice for that which is um to get into the news cycle you need a big event to tag on to because you sending encrypted files is not newsworthy um sorry (laughs) um but if you write a big article or nice article about how you you know you allow encrypted files or whatever and then you wait for a giant news event about how like some politician got caught sending unencrypted files and something, something, something. And then you publish the article right away, tweet about it, and then tweet the reporters talking about that story. That is when you can get into the news cycle. And that's when you, when things really happen. Um, So I did this accidentally with meeting place, uh, because I launched it when meetup did their pricing test where they were going to charge free users, $2 to RSVP to Mm. free events. Um, which everyone hears and says, What? Uh, <laughs> no. And I said, What? And I started my own thing called Meeting Place. Yeah. And I tweeted about it, and I ended up getting into Forbes Online and The Verge, which are two Dude. huge articles. I, and I did it totally accidentally. Yeah. Um, but you can do that on purpose if you, yeah, write an article or a very well crafted set of tweets and then just wait, hold in until you get some news event which they link to. Um, I like that. That's what I would do there.
0: Okay. Okay. That's good i like the idea of writing it ahead of time and then just because w- like yeah of course that's going to happen and of course there's going to be some right. high profile thing of like kim kardashian uh, unencrypted files or something yeah yep. um okay and then i just I, I tailor it to whatever the the specific news story was and then and then launch that okay cool okay 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 uh i think nothing in publicity is jumping out to me right now is as, as one of the three things to do in this test yeah Um, channel number three, unconventional publicity. This one's fun. So this one's like both, uh, this one's about doing weird things. So both like large scale, weird things of huge publicity stunts. One of the examples in the book was, uh, the old spice commercials that then Mm, when people tweeted the old spice channel, uh, the old spice man would record a custom video, like a video response for an individual person. And I that's remember one. this happening. This happened like <laughs> over a decade ago. Uh, but that was weird. And I was like, wow, this, like this guy from those commercials recording videos live, responding to people on Twitter. That's that's so strange. Or like Richard Branson uh, dressing up in a space suit. Uh, weird, weird things like that. So that's, that's like the big scale unconventional PR. Uh, and then you can do small scale unconventional PR, which is like uh, Derek Siver's Sending an email to people that has this really vivid story of like, instead of just a regular shipment notification, he told this whole story of like, your package was lovingly crafted and, uh, you know, (laughs) there was a parade through the town uh, leading up to the post office and we we put it in the box Um, or having like exceptionally good uh, customer service where you just go above and beyond and like, uh, in, I think Zappos does this where, like, the Zappos customer service has ordered people pizzas in the past when they said they were hungry or something. Uh, but, but more individual things, or like handwritten letters, or like sending people swag. Uh, so I have a couple ideas in this, um, and they're all similar. I, uh, we'll, we'll just go through them. Uh, the first is I could be sending file box T-shirts or stickers or other types of swag to every customer that signs up. Uh, or every customer that passes some sort of a benchmark like you know after they get a thousand files I could could send them something cool in the mail uh, and then rely on them to like talk about it on social media Uh, what's your hot take on that
1: Um, so in general I think uh, unconventional PR stuff is great Tuple is actually doing one right now Uh, they are uh, they have a contest going or not contest a voting thing going so that you can send they're going to send three open source developers on a vacation Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of neat and they get people to vote on it and you know tweet about it publicly um so yeah that's an example that's going on right now um i love that uh, by the way that's such a cool idea yeah yeah it is um and it it started because they uh got some money from like stripe wanted to loan them two hundred thousand dollars or something and they're like Mm. "Um, okay (laughs) and they they took it uh, and they just hired aaron to be their i don't know what his title is marketing something or other and so this is one of his first uh things that he's doing uh, aaron francis great.
0: by the way it lives about 10 minutes from me in dallas oh yeah.
1: nice cool um uh anyway so yes uh okay so you basically suggested sending swag out to people uh, which happens often enough that i don't know if it's unconventional enough um mm. If you wanted to do something like that, I would combine it with another idea of yours that you had, which uh, was the birthday thing, where you're like uh, sending out mm. like you know your birthday. You're two years old on Jupiter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember what that is, but so come up with some weird thing. So the weirder it is, the better for unconventional things. So like you know you. I ha- I don't even I don't even have an idea, but like you, you, <laughs> you, you know the, the rate of your file transfers is the you know are you is the same number of miles to the moon or something i have no idea um, but some come up with something weird um and then either you know tweet at them or send them swag and that will probably get a more um uh, more views cool um but also so the, the other thing i was going to say is the reason like the tuple thing is working like so well oh working is we'll see if it works or not uh that's to be determined but the reason is because they understand their audience really well mm-hmm. and like uh, open source, de- people who are going to vote for open source developers are exactly the kind of people who they want using Tuple. So you have to come up with a way to get whatever the whatever the recipients get or like their retweets or whatever that it gets in front of people who are the exact kind of people you want. And so that might be the tricky part. Um, yeah, something that
0: I think worked know. really well with Tuple is like the type of person who's going to be engaging with that I think is also the customer of Tuple. The, the type of right. person who wants to the type of person who's interested in sending open source software developers on vacation, like you're not going to be doing that unless you know what open source software is and unless you've used it enough to feel grateful enough towards them to want to actually do something for them.
1: Right. And like Um, you realize why it's a big deal that they're getting recognition and stuff.
0: Right, right, right. Like you're familiar with the open source developers getting screwed and like not getting money and uh, yeah. So yeah, there's a really good overlap between those two things. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I I, I don't know. I don't know that I like have a a good enough understanding of like, I don't know what the what the issues are for sign printers that are like that to to be able to tap into that well enough. This really does come back to like understanding who your audience is and and where they hang out. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I like the idea of weird birthday cards uh, or some sort of a weird card of like, ah, you've transferred 10,000 files. That's more than the number of that that's oh that's that's uh more than all of the data that like was the apollo space mission or something uh
1: yeah that's a good one
0: it was it was more data than than this thing uh oh i could have you know that picture of uh the huge data thing being loaded onto the plane and it's a, and yeah. it's a picture of that, and then like a little tiny SD card, and it's like this is, you know, this is ten times more storage than this other thing. Yeah, um, that'd be a cool picture to include. Of, like you've you've transferred this much data, which in this year would have taken a plane and, and this many people to, to move. Uh, I like that.
1: Yeah, that that's good. I, you can you can come up with super weird ones too. Like you have transferred more bytes this year than the number of flamingos on the planet, or something weird. Yeah. Like <laughs> just it's just like what. <laughs> and then uh yeah and and tweet at the person or whatever i like that this would be a fun one yeah
0: i'm not sure how i'd measure how well it was doing but uh
1: (laughs) yeah i i I think i think any engagement on that at all would be interesting yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: i think the way i would do it is like i'm sending the person emails Mm -hmm. so maybe i'm trying to measure like how many people are retweeting this or, or talking about it on different networks um okay okay
1: yeah, s- send them an email and then say, uh, "Do you want to brag about it? Click here to retweet it." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and then I can, and then I can be measuring the retweets. Okay, no. okay, interesting. Um, second idea in unconventional public- uh, publicity, which I think we sort of covered. I could send them. <laughs> I realized I could send them mystery packages, <laughs> but I don't know what I'd include in the package. Like I could put a file in a box, like a. <laughs> like a prison file to
1: get out of that doesn't make any sense um i'm just gonna cut the mm-hmm. idea right now um, Th- this would work if you had something cute that they would give to their kids so like i'm thinking like a stuffed animal that is a file or <laughs> something ridiculous <laughs> like that like like a, the pdf logo but like with a pdf file logo but like a stuffed animal version Yeah, yeah yeah like something weird like that um, okay that's where that might might do
0: something <laughs> okay that's interesting
1: um okay third
0: idea uh this is something i've been chewing on you know how right now there's the the live chat of course you know because you have a whole startup on, on this i do uh, i had the idea what if that was a live video feed of me and if you click on it you can ask me and then just like whatever i'm on my computer you see a live feed of me working and it's it's you know i point out like this is weird like this is the founder live right now if you click on this you can ask him any question you want. Uh, and then they're they're instantly in a video chat with me uh they don't have to have their camera on they can have it just audio uh and then that
1: and then I just see what happens <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a very interesting idea for acorn chat actually <laughs> um, I don't uh uh maybe I have no idea okay. like that that's that's weird enough that i have I have no predictions about what might happen with that yeah cool uh I kind of like that one is that... is there a service that will do that like I don't i know i've no i'll uh, I'll
0: figure it out i don't know because like there's services that do uh live video feed i I think what i might do is um it might be two different things it might be like one thing to show a little live chat of me in the window that's like a facebook live stream or something and then it might be uh when they click on it it just goes to my like whereby room or something where they're in the video chat
1: uh facebook live stream is exactly how i do that actually um yeah because the type of small business people who would sign up for your thing are probably on facebook and yeah so just a like a 24-hour live stream um of of you and ask the founder anything you want to know about file stuff (laughs) oh and then it's
0: like a specific event i was thinking more just like i set up anytime i'm at my computer like then it shows up on the website
1: yeah you could do that too but a specific event might actually get people to like like a time boxed event might get Mm. people to to do it yeah
0: okay okay oh maybe if there's like a timer countdown of like christian will be online for the next 25 minutes or something and yeah uh and then you can click it okay okay cool can you advertise
1: facebook live events like i don't know probably i bet you could spend a thousand bucks in facebook ads for a 24-hour facebook live event all about file transfers i like that or something like that
0: um my battery is at three percent, and there are no outlets out here. Uh-oh. So I'm, I'm going to cut the video here. Uh, stay on one second, but I need to go charge my laptop for a little bit uh, and maybe reset up there.
1: If you don't cut the video, this is an interesting behind-the-scenes look at <laughs> <laughs> the, the creation of MakersDev.
0: Yes, this is. Uh, so if you're if you're if i decide not to cut this uh and people are on video right now uh this is Genko village this is my ancestral homeland uh my oh. grandparents bought an old resort in upstate new york for their uh it was four brothers and they each had a million kids because they're huge italian <laughs> families um and so they were like we don't want our kids to be grown up in new york where they're gonna like get into drugs and uh, bad influences so let's buy this resort and then every weekend and every summer We'll just load up all our kids in <laughs> these uh 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 our our little sedans and then dump them in the, the nature in the wilderness um and then they'll grow up here so like my dad's generation grew up here knowing all of their cousins uh because they were just out here all the time. that's cool, and then when they had kids, they brought their kids here every summer, so I grew up coming here once a year um and it was really cool, yeah it's like this <laughs> I knew all of my second cousins growing up on on the side of the family um and so then my dad recently bought it uh and he's been renovating it and he wants to turn it into like a airbnb but also like uh keeping it in the family so this this property has now been in the family for uh three generations because it was my grandparents but they brought like their parents uh yeah it's it's really cool and and that's meaningful cool. uh when,
1: when you go there do you have to do any of the renovations i see you have no ceiling above it. that's correct <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, is. there is
0: it's it's in a state of glamping right now uh, right. <laughs> there's, uh it was a big deal when we got like electricity and water turned back on and uh, <laughs> my dad's outside right now connecting the, the septic system uh <laughs> so you can't all the toilets in this whole place oh, have signs great. on them that are like you cannot poop at this toilet this is only <laughs> only for number one uh because otherwise the solids would just like wash into like their open construction zone where they oh, No. No. Uh, but that might that might be fixed today. Uh yeah, I'm totally not gonna cut this out. This is really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh people might just get confused at the at the very beginning. Okay, uh two more ideas uh for unconventional publicity. Um oh, that are actually the same idea now that I think about it. I well no, yeah, I'm I'll, I'll merge them into the same idea. So uh what if I did a event similar to um i don't know if you remember in in the first wave of bitcoin so this would have been like uh 2013 ish there was a site that published this article um about how jason Bourne would store their bitcoin and (laughs) uh it it was for this way i forgot what the service was called but they they had this way of uh generating offline brain wallets uh -hmm. In this really good encrypted way, and it like re-encrypted 700 times or something, and made it really difficult to crack. And then they offered this competition where if you could guess the password to their encrypted wallets, uh, you won a certain amount of Bitcoin. And so they gave away something like two Bitcoin or three Bitcoin or something. It was like I don't know, five thousand dollars at the time. And uh, for each of the prizes, uh, the the clue got harder to guess the password, and the amount of money that was in them uh, got much higher uh and so one of them like never got solved because it was like a six digit random alphanumeric password and it was great proof of like this is a good way to store your bitcoin because we've had this active competition that's like intentionally easier than guessing any password um and it, it still stands like people haven't been able to take it into it so along those lines i could do something like uh hey i have this new sending encrypted files transfer uh feature and if you can decrypt the password, there's bitcoin in each of them and I, I could basically just copy exactly what they did and have like um you know the the hint for this passcode is it's the uh, fourth highest mountain in the world uh and then if you could figure out the password you get you know 0.01 bitcoins and then it, it scales up to something like that uh what, what are your thoughts on that
1: that uh, that sounds interesting only if the type of people who want to decrypt files are the same type of people who want to send the files like if if you okay. talked about decrypting to get bitcoin you get a lot of bitcoin people and a lot of decrypting people yeah. and i'm not sure if any of them are your target audience yeah um, they could be but um also th- th- this reminds me of there's a few other things like there was one the, the one guy who owned what, what uh company protects you from fraud or and he posted his social security number on billboards billboard yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he ended up getting his identity stolen like 11 times but he yeah. also got like he also got like a thousand reporters to write about him so um and i think he was kind of a jerk i don't remember the guy but um anyway like stuff like that does work
0: uh hmm because the you people just to... who would be trying to steal his identity like people trying to steal your identity aren't to people who are your customers but that still generates a buzz of
1: right the reason it worked for him is because he was going after the general public and reporters wrote about him yes doing that and so since reporters wrote about him the general public found out about him and so it yeah it wasn't just that the people trying to actually you know hack his identity right. were the target it was the people the reporters were writing about or the writing for which i
0: think it would be a similar tactic for me doing this right like i would be doing this contest hoping that it would be picked up and if i had you know a a bitcoin
1: prize that was big enough to be interesting uh it it could be before you did that then if that was your angle i would listen to that y combinator talk i talked about before because they talk about if you want reporters to write about your thing you have to start like six months before Mm. um like feeding them interesting articles developing relationship like an actual relationship with the people who are going to tweet or write about your thing yeah um and then you launch the thing and then you're like hey if you want to write about it I think this is interesting. Yep. Um, basically. Okay. I'm, I, okay. Yeah. I
0: think this is another one that, that feels a little too big for what I'm trying to do. Like for the, for the amount of growth I need for this month, I think I only need like six customers at right. hundred dollars a month. Um, and so this doesn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the thing I thought you were scale. going, the place I thought you were going with this was when you talked about Jason Bourne, like uh, if you had a webinar and the title of the webinar was how Jason Bourne would encrypt his files. Hmm. And then you advertise that on Facebook and got a bunch mm. of people from Facebook into your webinar. That's where I kind of thought you were going with that. Um, so ha- have like an unconventional webinar um, or similar, you know, thing okay. like, or an unconventional like a course. You could make it a course if you didn't want to do it live um, okay. and then advertise traffic to that. That's where I thought you were going. Webinars are interesting. There's a great MicroConf talk about that, too. Uh, the person Webinar Ninja, is that the name of it? The person who founded that? I don't actually, or was it something else? <laughs> anyway, there's a great talk. Microsoft talk about how to do webinars really well. I don't recall that one. I'll, uh, I'll look that one up.
0: Okay. Uh, that's all for the third marketing channel, unconventional publicity. Um, number four, search engine marketing, uh, otherwise known as buying ads on Google. This is the only one that I've actually done. Uh, so I, I have a handful of Google ads that have been running. Um, I couldn't tell you what my customer acquisition cost is through it, but I know that I have that data. Uh, so I think this one's going to make sense just to like see the data that I've already collected and, and calculate what uh, I've been doing. Um, oh, in, in the book, they had a metric of um, that your click through rate should be at least 2%, which I hadn't heard before. And if your click through rate is less than 2%, that means that your ad needs to be optimized mm. or like the keywords that you're targeting. Um, and then once people click through, uh, you should be looking at a, uh, conversion rate that just uh pays for itself for the like your 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 lifetime value of your customer should be higher than your customer acquisition costs and if it is then you're printing money you just dump as much money as you can into ads um and if it's not then you need to fix something in onboarding uh or or something else in pricing uh do you have any thoughts on that i think i think that's just something i'm gonna do regardless
1: yeah, I would def- definitely look at the data you have already. That sounds okay. super valuable to you, um, so do that. Also, I think since they wrote the book, Google like totally revamped their ads like dashboard or whatever. So I would get familiar with the new ads dashboard because I think there's m- different options than there used to be. Okay. Um. So I would look at that. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um. They also mention different places to get do keyword analysis uh, that I hadn't heard of before like keyword spy I hadn't heard of before or spy Uh, foo this is also some of those so I don't know if it yeah
1: some of those might be old yeah I I think the best ones now are like the the Google keyword tool is free and Mm -hmm. good Um, and then Ahrefs or Ahrefs is I think good as well Um, Yep. okay
0: I could I could stand to do that again Um, this uh, search engine marketing feels really like engineering like it, it you have such good numbers on everything um, so it's really just about like tweaking and optimizing and like uh, even if something doesn't make financial sense right now, even if, even if the amount that you're paying to get a customer is less than the amount that you're actually getting from the customer, you're still getting people through this process and you can still test different landing pages and uh, do cheap experiments with like, well, what if I start advertising to people who are uh, <laughs> running show pony conferences or something? And right. They need to transfer flowers for that. Like you, you can spin up a landing page and spin up an ad and, uh, for, for a, a small investment of time and money you you can get any type of traffic you want um, and that was an interesting framing of like it's it's a way to run cheap experiments and this doesn't even necessarily have to be a viable channel in itself to, to yeah. be a useful thing to be doing
1: yeah. The other thing I wouldn't sleep on is so you can combine search engine optimization and search engine marketing, which is you write a really good blog post for some very particular thing. It could be very industry specific, like whatever. Um, and then you run ads to that and then you retarget those people to your main site. Um, that is basically what uh, um, Jordan uh, Jordan Gall suggested, but he, he had a whole process for it with Facebook ads. But yeah, you can do that with just regular uh, articles and search engine marketing. Yeah, he also boosted them
0: uh, on social, which was the, the next channel yeah. I was going to talk about. Um, yeah, and that, that worked incredibly well. I think about that all the time. I think he spent something like $4,000 in Facebook ads and it turned into like $2 million in, uh, right. in company valuation or something. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, okay, okay. I think my takeaway from number four, uh, search engine marketing, is just like mop up the data that I already have and then that that might be a good next step to... to um, like if I'm seeing that things actually are converting or... Uh, I'm going to get some sort of useful information from that data. I, yeah. I just haven't looked at it in a while. Yep. Cool. Uh, next one. And the last one of the chapter that I've read, which is only five of 19. So like, my gosh,
1: <laughs> yep. this all book right. is
0: so good. Uh, is social and display ads. I learned so much in this chapter. I had no idea that, uh, first of all, there's, oh, so many things. Uh, the first thing, there are two sites called MixRank and AdBeat that apparently let you see where your competitors are advertising and show you the advertisements that your competitors are doing. Uh, So for sure, I want to look at that uh, specifically for Citrix, ShareFile, and WeTransfer. I think those are like the biggest companies in this space. Um, There's also sites uh, Alexa and Quantcast that I've never heard of before that uh, apparently shows me which sites those ads are are showing up for. Um,
1: Yeah, Alexa was just bought or sold to something or something <laughs> like 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 i think alexa has changed hands since this book was written but yeah alexa's used to be an important uh site for determining where you where you rank again
0: yeah. okay that's interesting it's it's been
1: interesting reading through this
0: book of like that a lot of the information is low-level tactics that like are gonna make sense even 100 years from now and then some of right. it is more outdated like they're referencing companies that don't exist anymore right. um so that was the the first interesting thing the second interesting thing was you know how when you go on Forbes or the New York Times, uh, they have things that look like articles that are actually ads. Mm. You can buy those, <laughs> which, like, of course you can. Sure, so I could I could write an article about File Inbox that was like just just an ad that yeah. was like i come up with some interesting title or some interesting angle about it of like, uh, you know, the top. Uh, I don't want to lie either. Uh, I don't know. I I read some interesting article and I and I could. Uh, uh, have it be on Forbes or Vice as yes. something that looks like an actual article.
1: So I would do that at least once, so you know how how it works. And then this is exactly where I would put those articles that are like attached to some bigger story. So if you write an article about encryption, and then like, uh, uh, what's what's the guy who defected to Russia and had all that stuff about the the. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if if you have some encryption story, big and big in the news, um, uh, Ed, Edward Snowden. Right. Yeah, that's right. So every time Edward Snowden resurfaces, then you can run an ad about how, you know, encryption, something, 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 with file transfers. Um, that's that's how I do that. I would I would wait until there's big stories and then run ads. Okay. But I would do it at least once so you know how it works because then that allows you, because you have to be fast when there's new stories that you want to run ads like next to. You have to be able to run it quickly. So Cool. I like that.
0: That's a really good tactic. Like, yeah, have, have something just, like, in the pipeline for when there's a big swelling of something in the industry that then you can talk about. Um, that's something they that haven't talked yeah. about in the book that is a really good idea.
1: And you can predict some of these. So, like, election cycles, for example. Like, you know when yeah, they're yeah. going to happen. And so, um, you know, if you uh, have some... I don't know exactly what you would do but like yeah something about files around election cycles like you know generally in you know november you're going to have a lot of election news and so you have something about files for election stuff and you run that during november right Mm -hmm. so or september october
0: yeah Yeah, that's interesting there's there's going to be some leak of some files from some political Mm -hmm. opponent or yeah 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 right okay 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 um, the last idea I have in this section and for now only 25% of the way through all of the, uh, channels in this book are, I, I cluster these together cause I'm not quite sure what I would do, but like YouTube ads are a thing and Reddit ads are a thing and yeah. LinkedIn ads are a thing. And I could target people who would be potential customers on those different platforms in different ways. Like on YouTube, I could film a little video that was like a tutorial of how to set up a file transfer site on file inbox. And I could set that up to advertise before videos about filed stuff or, or uh, accounting stuff for uh, something on YouTube. On Reddit, I could, like, target a subreddit of accountants, and I could have a little banner ad that's something more targeted towards them. I don't know. Uh, uh, LinkedIn, also, I could target, like, people with certain professions, and I, I don't really understand how LinkedIn ads work, but
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Of those, for you, I think YouTube would work the worst, probably, is okay. my guess. Just a guess uh, LinkedIn would probably work pretty well, but you, uh, I would read a lot of LinkedIn ads first. like um, LinkedIn has kind of a specific way it works, and so like just understand that better. And then Reddit might work actually really well if you found the right subreddits, um, just be warned that Reddit users you know they have zero tolerance for BS you know and mm. so like uh, just be very careful about that. But if you hit the right subreddit with the right ad, I think I, I can see that doing well.
0: I feel like of these three, I feel like I understand YouTube really well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand LinkedIn at all, and I feel like I understand Reddit really well. Like I, I understand what you're saying about uh, users having a really high BS filter. So yeah. I think if I if I had something actually useful that was like, yeah, it, it can't it can't smell like an ad. Like they're going to see that it's an ad, but it can't be yeah. very addy. It has to be something actually useful. That's in the book. They they said like uh, you need something that's uh, uh, exceptionally witty or like entertaining for yeah. ads to work well on Reddit. Yes. Yeah. So I, okay. 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 Uh, so, so far only 24% of the way through this book. I think the things standing out to me to do are, um, I really like the live chat on the website. Uh, I really want to try that. Um, I'm not quite sure how I would measure how well that was doing. Uh, but that, that feels like a cheap thing that I could set up of just like, you know, I, I set up a Facebook live video in there that Uh, if I have a Facebook live thing going on, it's going to show the video there. And then uh, when people click on that, it just goes to my whereby like that, that feels very easy to do. Um, And then I just set that up so that, you know, I I can turn it on and off. uh, So my video only shows up on the website when I'm actually online. And then uh, the weird birthday cards is interesting, but I think I want to think about that a little bit more. I like some of the ideas we came up with of like, sending uh you know more bytes than flamingos on the planet or something <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of things i could do with that yeah and um,
1: you could you do it with like just through email to start to see if anyone like you don't have to send it through the mail which i yeah. think was your first idea um, yep. although people actually open things in the mail so whereas they may ignore stuff in email but yep yeah okay
0: um okay and then sem uh looking at how my current things are converting uh, is yeah. a must. I don't know if that's going to be I, I think I need to look at that first before I see uh, if I want to keep doing that. Um, but I do just need to look at the data. And then um, looking at where Citrix share file I'm going to transfer advertising. Hold on one second. All right. Hey, Dad. Yeah. I'm recording a podcast. Can you... Uh, oh, sorry. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I'll see you in a second.
1: Uh, More behind the scenes of the... Wait. <laughs> We do zero editing here. This is just yeah. this is just my life. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, okay, so mix and AdBit to see where Citrix share file and we transfer advertising. Um, feels like the stage that I'm in right now is just like still doing a little bit more exploratory stuff. Uh, not even committing to the the three experiments I'm going to do, but like uh, uh, there there are some interesting avenues that it can be going down. Uh, so I want to just take like um, another little step in those directions and then feel that out and, and see uh, what they're going to be like and then I have you know three times more channels than we talked about on this podcast to go through still and think of ideas for uh, and then once I finish that I think uh, I solidify those to like three things to really double down on of like these are the things I'm going to go forward on and then uh, I've run those experiments for under a thousand dollars for under a month and then I go forward with the one that makes the most sense how does that sound
1: Yep, I like that. Um, Also, while your dad was interrupting, I checked my email and I made it to the Slack app store. Hey, (laughs) congratulations. So live update (laughs) here. Uh, You heard it here first. Uh, I have to click a button apparently, but then I will be live in the Slack app store. So that's it.
0: That's so exciting. From the marketing channels that we talked about. So like for sure you have the one of of being in the Slack app store. Uh, Is there anything that came to mind for uh, advertising?
1: Yeah, I like the writing articles and then sending paid traffic to them um i also just like uh, it would be very interesting to me to see how ads do just straight to that um, because Mm. people searching for you know you know uh, live chat that goes to slack like they have very high intent so Mm. they those keywords probably cost a lot but also probably have high conversion so be interested in that um those are the two big ones i'd start with probably cool cool i feel good i feel like
0: i'm actually like i'm pushing forward with this marketing thing i it's a method. I know what the next step forward is. I've got a lot of ideas. Uh, it, it seems like, like even if, even if this doesn't work on File Inbox, I feel like I'm honing the skill of being good at marketing. And my gosh, if I if I can do that and combine that with the, the like being a pretty good developer, that's I, I make all the money and I can do all the things. Yep. Yeah, that, yep. that would feel really good. So that's uh, what I'd like to do. Cool, Chris. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Then I'll see you next week, where I will be back in Dallas. Uh, with better audio quality and a more stable internet connection and uh, everything else. Uh, So, goodbye.